Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, 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 good morning. People, it is Monday, July the 11th, 2022, and y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G, and for that, I appreciate you being here. Happy Monday. We got to start the week off right. Good show on tap for you all today. We're going to take a look at players from the 2021, the 2022, and the 2023 NFL Draft class. Talk through some of those players. Uh, We'll go through top 20, top 24. We're going to do sort of a mock draft, but more so... Kind of discuss the value of these players. We got some ADP pulled up. We got some rankings. We got a whole bunch of crazy stuff pulled up, but I'm glad that you guys are here today. Shout out to Prize Picks, man. Use the promo code WAKEUP. 100% deposit match up to $100, dollar for dollar. All you got to use is the promo code WAKEUP. Who we got in the building this morning? Who we got in the happy Scott Fishbowl day? Scott Fishbowl drafts kicking off officially today. Eric in the building. I see my girl Joe, Dynasty Barry, Marlon, uh, Patrick, Fizzle Dollars. What's happening? Shane, Joe, Gretchen, good morning to you. Ty's in the building. Ty's got a wedding coming up. I believe it's this coming weekend, upcoming weekend. So congratulations, Ty. I'm happy for you and uh, beautiful wife. Uh, Evan in the building. Lindsey Mack, Jake Peters. Got a good show, but I got to bring in my guy, uh, co-host of this bad boy. He was at a wedding himself and looked damn good on Twitter. Was posting those uh, posting those light-skinned pictures on the, on the old Twitter. Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, yeah, I was. I was. I was looking good, feeling good. It yeah. was a long weekend, though, man. Holy hell! Up till like 3 a.m. Two nights in a row. Last night, even I was up late. But geez, so much fun. So much fun. Uh, it was my college roommate who got married. Him and his girlfriend, who like I met them. You know, they met in college and stuff. So it was really, really cool, man. Closest people I've I've known to get married so far. So that was really dope. Um, I was, it was fun though. I was, uh, definitely Jay feeling was it last it. night. He was killing it, y'all. <laughs> Jay Rich was killing it. He was looking good, man. Good to see you, Jay. Uh, we were talking about here. this, uh, we were talking about this show over the weekend and thought it would be, you know, it's, we've been ignoring the college players, man. You know, this is the primary, the primary sort of content for this show was football, right? It's 85% football, but college is a big part of this, man. This is sort of what Destination Debbie was founded on, the college scouting process. Uh, so we were like, man, we gotta we gotta get some of those college guys in here. College football kicks off really soon. Um, but we've got we got a little bit of news, right? And I sent I, listen, I sent Jay Rich a news piece that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, we'll talk about it here shortly. It's only about 30 second clip, but I thought it was pretty damn cool. Jay thought I was tripping, um, but Jay, hit us with the news. What's going on in the sports world, football world, whatever? What's up? I mean, the biggest thing right now, Ray, I just, I'm so excited because this is a player that I root for. This is a player that I touted. They call him the Mormon Aaron Rodgers, but apparently Zach Wilson's got a thing for his best friend's mom. Mm. And I mean, 
there's, there's some reports, you know, rumors that maybe he might have banged his best friend's mom. Whoa, so, whoa, this is oh, a children's program. This uh, is a children's again, program. I, I could have said it differently. I chose to <laughs> mince my words, if you could call it that. But, you know, there's some reports going around that maybe Zach Wilson's got that dog in him. Mm. And so, Ray, how, how do you feel about Zach Wilson knowing this? Because for me, man, it's impossible for me not to be like, okay, this guy's legit. Like, it's just oh, one gosh. of those intangibles that does, do you think Mac Jones has that dog in him like that? Do you think that? Nah, man. Mac, I, Mac, I, Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a good American man. We don't. <laughs> he doesn't do that, man. He doesn't. He doesn't, so, do, he doesn't I mean, pull those shenanigans. High profile quarterback, number two pick, got that dog in him. I mean, yeah. how how could you not love Zach Wilson? That's yeah. that's pretty much the only thing that happened this weekend. I mean, I was also out of it for most of the weekend, but right. that, seeing that on Twitter, man, I got to give a shout out to Brett Coleman. He put out one of the funniest tweets I saw by far. It was Zach Wilson's to-do list. It was drop bombs, sing psalms, and do moms. And I oh. just, I lost it, man. It was, <laughs> it was so funny. It was, well, I was dying, man. It was amazing. Love the news. There's, there's not a ton of, I mean, we're still in that training camp, getting ready we're for being held hostage. Waiting for yeah, we're held camp. hostage right now. We've got a couple of more weeks, a couple of more weeks. So we're diving deep. For the sports news. And yes, sir. last night, Jay, I sent you something at what, 1 a.m. your time? One, you like, what no, the hell 1 15 Eastern time. And, 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 and those of y'all who don't know me, Jay, I go to bed early, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in bed quite early. So that was out of the normal. But it was such good content. I was like, Jay... This this has to be in the news segment, man. Like this is this is an impressive sports feat. And there were some people tweeting that this was like a top five. I don't that might be that might be pushing it, but sports moment. So let's let's just let's just show you what I saw Roll last it. night that I was very impressed by. And uh it's this volleyball clip, Jay. Have you seen this? I, I, this I saw is, it in the morning. This is it's, this is impressive. Uh, look at this. So look at this. That's, well, that's nice, right? Nice little save right there. It over. All right, set up. There we go. Go over. There we go. There we go. Boom, save like it again. Ooh. Great defense nice from USA. Yep. There we go. Look at this. Come on. Boom. And Ecuador. Nuts. Thought Insane. they were celebrating a point okay, already. Right. Can they Boom. clean it up here? This will back. be a real chance, Ghana, being if they don't find the point. Right. Oh, saves it again. Oh, remarkable defense from Hughes. Nuts. And then let's finish Absolutely. it off. Can let's she finish find the point? Off. She finds let's the finish. Let's finish it off, Jay. I, listen, man, I'm, I'm just telling you, this was impressive, Jay Rich. I, I don't know. I don't know if it fits the core content of the show, but I was very impressed She's, by that, by that, by that clip. What, what say you about the serves, the volleys, the saves? That was impressive. That's, that's hustle, man. That's, that's all impressive. it is. That's hustle. That's, that's hustle. Have they no showed clue. me something that I don't see from a lot of people out there. That's hustle. It's hustle, man. And, be and beach volleyball is hard. hard. Like it's you hard. see them running in the sand like that. That is a lot harder than it looks. Yeah. And they made it look damn easy. And yeah. so, you know, all the power to it, man. That's sick. That's a really dope clip. It's uh it's I'm glad they won the point. Could you imagine doing all that work to lose? Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, I'm dead ass it's serious. Crazy, that's man. I don't and like you said, I don't know how many people have tried to just run on the sand, but to do that. That yeah. amount of listen that was that was just pretty damn cool. Listen, I, we just had to show this. I thought that was awesome. Thought it was cool. But let's get into the meat of the show, right? So, 
Uh, well, well, today's the 11th. Aren't we supposed to hear something about Deshaun Watson sometime yep. soon? Yeah, so there is there is the uh, Deshaun Watson. I don't know if we're going to hear it today, but there was the deadline for the the next step of the process. They were going to do uh, more arguments, and people were going to bring some evidence and a few other things. So that deadline is today. I doubt we hear anything today, but hopefully by full, by Friday, maybe we have some sort of answer. Uh, we, we are still waiting on that. But yeah, for the 11th today, that was the day. That was the deadline for the resubmission from both sides uh, in the Deshaun Watson art case. So we may get a suspension. We may not. Um, it's hard to say. We, we will hopefully have an update today, but haven't seen anything yet on what we're ultimately going to hear for Deshaun Watson in his case and what it may mean for fantasy football. Because it feels like the news cycle and, and the sentiment is changing every day. It was he should be spending for a year. And then there's people talking about maybe the precedent of six to eight games yeah. is really what we're looking yeah. at here. And again, it's it, who knows? With every report, the sentiment swings and, and the value changes. It's just... And especially with SFB popping off today, yeah, people are going to be thinking about drafting Deshaun Watson, and it's it's crazy. I, I think I think I actually drafted him last year, which is wild. Mm. Um, in in SFB because there was still the uncertainty as to what he could be, and so I feel like we're in the same situation again of what do we do with Watson, and hopefully we get an answer soon, but uh, may not be soon enough for that draft, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I hope it's soon, man. I'm, I think everybody's ready to see what's going to happen, the resolution. Um, with uh, with sort of his situation, man. Antonio Gibson, RB twenty now. I just traded for Gibson in the league, Jay Rich. I traded for him, you did. so I still I still believe. But okay, so the premise of the show today is I, I don't know how many people are familiar with the term cornerstone, but for me um, and the people that subscribe to my service, Patreon.com forward slash All Gas, I provide cornerstone rankings, and what that is is I look at sort of like foundational pieces, you know, your first-year players, second-year players, and then the upcoming class. So in this particular cornerstone subset, we've got the 2021 class, the 2022 class, and the 2023 class. And when I say rankings, I use that term loosely. I, I really don't. I'm not big on one, two, three, four, five, six. Like most people, when they're asking for rankings, they just want to know they kind of want their priors confirmed, right? That they, they, you already go into it knowing what receivers you kind of like, what running backs you kind of like. So I'm big on tier, tier-based drafting. Like here's a cluster of players, select whichever one from that grouping that you like, whichever one fits, fits your preference, your team build, whatever, team, whatever, however it is you go about doing it. So I don't really like ranking. So it's so, more so cornerstone clusters. Um, so again, 2021, 2022, and 2023. And I think it's important exercise because so many times, and I, I was having a conversation with somebody this past weekend, and I won't say his name, but he's saying that his dynasty roster is in a rebuild and Javonta Williams doesn't fit the rebuild. And I'm like, when have we gotten to a world in which, you know, second-year players don't fit a rebuild? Like, that's what you want. If you're rebuilding your roster, why would you not want Javonta Williams? So um, in this exercise today, Jay and I are going to do a little snake draft back and forth um, and just talk about these players. we got some ADP pulled up, talking about where these actual picks, if Bijan Robinson is indeed the 101 in 2023, where would that player be valued amongst uh, his peers in 2021 and the current rookie class of 2022? We're going to do like 20 or so. Uh, we'll, we'll go into the database. we got everything kind of set up for this, so it'll be an interesting exercise Jay, uh, you are going to have the first pick, and let's oh. just talk about uh, some of the players and and where you want to go um, with uh, with this uh, cornerstone mock. So let's pull it up real quick. Boom, here we go. We're inside the database. Looks pretty. Everything is alphabetical. I'm not giving you any uh, any hints, any freebies here. So 
Go ahead, Jay. Who are you taking uh, 101 in this combined 2021, 2022, 2023 rookie mock draft? I'll get us on the screen here. There we go. We'll go in the corner over here. Who do you want? Where are you going 101? So this is a layup. Uh, it's Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is the 101 uh, definitively. I don't really think you can make much of a case, but I do want people to understand like these are not, these are super flex rankings. This is not well, let's, a let's one QB style of monster. Let's go single quarterback. Oh, let's you want to go single quarterback? Yeah, let's go single oh. quarterback. We'll, we'll do okay. super flex another day. So you want Jamar Chase at 101, right? Yes. All right, yeah, there yeah, we go. yeah. And so I was just, my whole point was that there's still, even with these three classes, there was still never a consideration at quarterback for one if it was super flex, right? Um, but yeah, it's it's Chase 101, and I don't think there's really a case to be made against it. Um, all the, the big-time running backs that we love and some of the other receivers and quarterbacks, they're all outside of this scope of a draft. Jamar Chase, clearly the, the dog in mm-hmm. Cincinnati, uh, number one pick. I, I, dude is just incredible. So he has to be Jamar Chase. But Ray, where would you go at number two and number three? Knowing that he's still out there, he's the prince, the guy that everyone wants. Um, it's that's the ultimate question: is where is Bijan going to go in this draft, and where would you take him? You got uh, one hundred two now on the clock. I got Jamar Chase. You're going to try and match me with the receiver. There's tons of talented ones out yeah. there. Do you want to go tight end? There's a really good tight end no, from last class. Uh, that you okay, take. so we'll, we'll make it interesting. It's single quarterback, but it's tight end premium. Okay, so no super flex. <laughs> we'll leave we'll leave the quarterbacks out of it because we got to get Kyle Pitts and maybe some Michael Mayer in there. Uh, Jamar Chase at one on one. I'm not going to knock you for that one. I mean, he's arguably a top five receiver in the NFL for real right now, and we know he's the dynasty wide receiver one or two for most. Uh, I think you got to go run. It's it's. I'm not going receiver, man. I can't go receiver. It's either Najee Harris, Brees Hall, Bijan Robinson. And if I had to make this pick today, Jay, if I had to make this pick today right now, I think I still think I still think I still think you have to go Najee Harris 102. Like we don't know. Yep. yep. It, I, I still I, I wanted Bijan so bad, but I still think right now where we are, um, you, you're talking about a Pro Bowl running back as a rookie, you know, yep. all the opportunity. I know the Steelers aren't a very good team, bad offensive line, but I'd be hard pressed taking taking Bijan over Najee today. Um, but I think he's right there. And I think at 103, so if I go Najee at 102, then at 103, I think it's 100 percent. Uh, the stud out of Texas, the 2023 eligible running back, Bijan Robinson, um, who I would take at the 103 spot. So, uh, so far, let's, and actually, let's sort this by, let's sort this by, uh, I want to sort it by, uh, what is it, draft pick so we could see it all. There we go. So, so far, we've got Jamar Chase, Najee Harris, and Bijan Robinson, uh, 101, 102, 103. Jay, you're up at the 104 spot. It is tight end premium. Uh, where do you want to go at 104 and 105? And we'll kind of talk through these players. So for me, like you said, right, you you wanted Bijan earlier at 102. You didn't take him there. You, you waited. Well, you, you had, you had the ability of both picks, right? So I kind of cheated, but, if, but yes. But you could have taken him. You didn't. So I for know, me, I, I would take Brees Hall next. Uh, Brees Hall's next guy on the list for me. Um, he has to be there. He's kind of the next big running back that, that we project to be the guy. But I think you make a really good case. You know, you talk about Najee and how he's going to be a workhorse in a system that we love and, and know very well. Then you look at Brees Hall, who should be a workhorse for the Jets. 
but we, we I do want to see it, right? And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you want to take Bijan and, and all of his glory and beauty when you see him with his shirt off at just running routes and making one-handed catches, I understand it, right? He's going to be the guy for Texas, Heisman candidate every year, going to be the first running back drafted, will be the 101 in 2023. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's crazy to take him this high. Um, I talked about on a show before that I, I would take Brees over Bijan because I'm getting the production this year. But again, this is, this is an exercise sometimes in where is your peak value going to be? And I mean, you were talking about it as well, that for Bijan, he's valued at like what? The third round in Adiko's ADP right now, yeah, which is insane because you know we pegged him basically in the top 12 when we, again, it's projection, but he should be right there. Top 12, top 15 pick by the time these drafts come around and, and, we don't even play in that many single quarterback leagues. Right. But I couldn't imagine that he couldn't go in the top six to eight when it's all said and done in a yeah. single quarterback draft next I think season. You don't, so. gl- don't glance past that. According to the ADP, Adiko, Adeko, he's good. Uh, the, th- the 101 in 2023 is coming off the – well, maybe this is 2022 101, Jay. I don't think it's 2023. I don't think 2023 – I think it's 2022 101. I don't think the 23 picks are in there. If we're it, like, as I look at this, I don't think they're even fucking in there, man. I think they're well, rookie. He, I think they're 2022 rookie picks, not 23. Yeah. But, and okay, so, come on. You went Breeze. My next pick is Kyle Pitts. Okay. Because Pitts is a guy that can are be. Are you just following that my rankings maker? and not actually thinking? No, no, okay. no. Because the thing, the thing with Pitts, right, is. You look at all these guys, and I just I view him in a lot of ways as a guy who could even be way more valuable than Brees Hall. But I do have a slight lesser premium on tight ends, even in tight end premium. I, I would take Kyle Pitts here, though, because again, you're looking at guys below him, Jalen Waddle. You could go into the into the other tight end pool. Michael Mayer is a guy that I'm interested to see where he goes, but I think Kyle Pitts here is the right move because of what we've seen from him already. Thousand-yard player as a rookie and at tight end. Um, he's a guy who could see upwards of 1,300 yards and obviously double-digit touchdowns as a you know consistency throughout his career. And again, he's going to produce like an elite receiver. I think that Pitts is the guy to take here. Okay, I'm just scrolling through to get my next one uh, locked and loaded, and I think it's pretty easy. I'm going Javonta Williams at the 106. I'm going Javonta Williams at 106. Um, I know Melvin Gordon is back. I'm not worried about it. He's 20, just turned 22 years old in April. Uh, ideal size. He's got the, the requisite athleticism to be a stud, and his value still sky high. So um, after Kyle Pitts, I think Javonta Williams at the 106 spot. And now it starts to get interesting right because you see there's Jalen Waddle you got some Drake London some JSN Kayshawn Boutte Kenneth Walker Garrett Wilson Mayer this is tight end premium Smitty Sean Tucker Travis Etienne um oof at 107 I think it is Waddle I still think you got to go Waddle right okay uh, okay what would you rather have Waddle or Jackson Smith and Jigba right now just just one for one. It's it will be. I think based off what I project, it would be very difficult for me to take Jackson Smith, Jackson Smith and Jigba behind Waddle. And it's partly the reason is really? because I believe that Waddle's a little bit ceiling capped right now. We'll see what happens. But again, if if you're telling me that Jackson Smith and Jigba probably has a better than sixty percent chance of going to a situation that's more wide open than we see from Waddle right now. Again, and it comes down to is what do you is how do you believe in Tua is is part of it as well, right? Not helping you and out. I don't want I don't want any any assisting for you. Go. So 
again, I find Waddle, Waddle's good. And this, he's a guy that I think, so if we're talking about tiers, right, he's mm-hmm. a guy that I think is at the top of a next tier. We talked about some really elite running backs in great situations, some guys we project super high-end picks. We're talking the Chases, Pitts, Najee, Javante, all these guys. Waddle's not in that tier for me. And so I think there's a clear tier break there. And we're saying, okay, maybe Waddle's at the top of that tier. I don't know if I'd love anybody. Like, would I rather have Drake London? Maybe. And that's that's probably where I'd go with my next pick is to take Drake because I think that Drake is in a more wide open situation. Apparently, I'm just going full Falcon stack. Me, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Marcus Mariota, we're in the same boat. We're so riding wait, together. You, you just made a pick. So you want Drake London next? I want Drake London next. Wait a minute. Hold but on. Then, hold, hold on. Wait. Let, slow down a minute. Slow down. Just you're giving a ton of analysis and I can't keep up. So I went with Jalen Waddle at 107, right? Is that yes. what I did? Yes, and I'm and coming back we're at with Drake London at 108. Yeah. But you just said it would be hard for you to take JSN behind Jalen Waddle, but you would take Drake London over Jackson Smith and Jigba? And the reason why is because part of me believes that if we're talking about a projection and just these two players, I think there's a world where Drake London outproduces Jalen Waddle, and I don't think it's that crazy to believe either, right? Yes, he's younger. Yes, we haven't seen it yet, but he's in a situation that's pretty good for a player to absorb a ton of targets and be very, very productive. And so I get why people love Waddle. He's in a great situation. But if you believe that Drake London can outproduce him, I don't think you're crazy for saying that. But again, I think if I was ranking these guys, I would have London, then I'd have Waddle, and then I would have JSN right there. It's a tough choice between JSN and Waddle, but JSN would be my 109 because I just think he's He's incredible. Like, and, and I think we're going to see it. I think he could be a top five pick in the draft. Like, he's been projected that high. He's going to go top 10 for sure. He's going to ball out this season. I mean, what's his ceiling cap for yards? I think we talked about it could be 1,800, could be 2K. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have no idea, but I know he's going to ball out. And I think we've just seen it all from him. And so we'll, we'll see what happens this year. People are probably going to fall in love with him even more because I think the situation's even more clear set up for him to be like the guy there, even with Marvin Harrison Jr. and a bunch of other talented receivers. JSN's going to be the guy. He's going to pick up 109. And I doubt there's much for you to say about that unless you want to take your boy from LSU over him right now. But I don't know where you're at with that so far. No, no. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mind your. Uh... Your Jackson Smith and Jigba pick here. I, I, I think saying that Drake London's going to outproduce Jalen Waddle. I don't think I necessarily agree with that. Um, Could outproduce him, not necessarily no, a, a one-year projection, no. right? Could outproduce him, not necessarily a one-year projection, projection though. But you know, by year two, if he breaks out, has a better quarterback, obviously. Could be a situation where he gets there because we know that Tyreek and Waddle they're together for four years, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm I'm looking at how does that play out and and kind of. But again, I think it's more so the top of the tier type of thing and how do we how do we analyze the top of this tier because it's a little bit tougher all right so this is tight end premium so i'm interested on when uh michael mayer may get selected 2023 eligible tight end tight end one in the class michael mayer uh eric gilbert when does he go into the fold uh, and right now it's it's wide receiver land travis etn i i don't know if i could take etn right now jay may, maybe that's really? the right pick but i don't so, question for you, just because uh, we're maybe here, I can. but e- no, ETN I, versus Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I'd rather have ETN. So, yeah. it's it's really ETN versus some of the those other receivers from 2022, whether that be J-Mo, Traylon yep. Burks, or Kayshawn Boutte in 2023. But I would rather Travis ETN over Kenneth Walker. So, uh, where am I at? The 110 spot? I think I'm going to go with ETN, man. We'll see how this yep. shit looks when we get done. But I'm going to go with Travis Etienne at the 110 spot. 
And then at 111, I think I am going to roll with, um, he looked healthy. Uh, the videos that I saw, he looked healthy, he looked fine. 111, I'm going to take Kayshawn Boutte, the wide receiver out of LSU. He's going to be a first-round pick. Uh, looks healthy enough to me based on some of the shit that we've seen. So I'm going to go with Kayshawn yeah. Boutte at 111. Why don't you round out the first round for us of this cornerstone uh, combined class mock draft? You talked about Kenneth Walker. We still have J-Mo. We got Mayer. We got Devonta Smith, Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman. Uh, we got a lot of guys. We got a bunch of 2022 guys uh, still available. Where where are you going? Oh, where am I going? My next pick is tough. So we got, man, it's this is where those 21 receivers yep. should probably go. Yep. I'm looking at Michael Mayer like, oh, dude, he's going to be so good. He's yeah, just, you want to take a tight end that early, man. You can take a tight end over some of these receivers and running backs. It's hard. It's hard. It's it's definitely not <clears throat> a decision I want to make. Um, mm hmm Kenneth Walker, Garrett Wilson, oh, J-Mo Traylon is he's not quite there yet for me. But mm -mm, yeah, mm -mm, man, see that's make oh, it Ray, see, the guy that's really down there that I oh, no, I can't do it. Who, I'm gonna who take you, Garrett who Wilson. Are thinking, who were you thinking about? Who you said you couldn't do it? I'm looking at Elijah Mitchell. No, absolutely and not. He's no but sir. again it I couldn't no. do it, but if he had job security and no. I felt confident situation. He's just a guy that, for for all of the draft concerns with him, if he is healthy and he hits, he could be a top 10 running back. And at which point his value is, is through the roof. But I think it's Garrett Wilson for me. Um, again, it's, it's the talent bet. I've talked about this multiple times. Love J-Mo, love Traylon. But for me, the next really? pick is Garrett Wilson. Really? Yeah, it'd be Garrett Wilson. I, I love Garrett Wilson. I love the talent. Um, I love the situation with Zach Wilson. I love that he got drafted super high. Um, again, I just there's a lot of things that I like. But for me, I think it would be. I think it. I think it honestly would be Garrett Wilson, and then after that, wait, wait, now, wait. Let's review. Slow down. Let's review one through twelve. So wait. Let's review one through twelve. We got Jamar right, so Chase. One hundred and one. Yeah, yeah one hundred and one. Jamar Chase. Najee Harris. One hundred and two. Bijan Robinson. One hundred and three. Brees Hall. One hundred and four. Kyle Pitts. One hundred and five. Javante Williams. One hundred and six. And in my opinion, a tear break there. Jalen Waddle. One hundred and seven. Drake London. One hundred and eight. Jackson Smith and Jigbo. One hundred and nine. Travis Etienne. One hundred and ten. Kayshawn Butte. One hundred and eleven. And Garrett Wilson. One hundred and twelve. Ray, how do you think we did with the first round? Do you think there's anything you would change looking at it right now? I think you could I, – I honestly think depending on, like, your team, if you were like, oh, I'm winning now, it's championship or bust, like, uh, I think I, I think the biggest thing is you could flip Bijan and Najee, and I wouldn't I wouldn't complain. I think you could put Pitts over – Pitts and Javonta over Brees Hall, and I wouldn't trip. Uh, uh, Garrett Wilson at 112, I don't know about that, man. I mean – Jets, Zach Wilson, I know he's got that dog in him, but I, I think there are a couple of players that I would have taken. There was a player I would take over Garrett Wilson. I don't know about a couple, but I think it's fine. I don't know. What do the YouTube comments say? I'm, I'm over here looking at the board trying to figure out my next damn pick. I don't even know what the P. You've got the 201. So I got the next pick. You kick us yeah. off in 201. I'll, I'll go to the comment. I'll go to the peanut gallery and see what they're how bad they're saying we're doing. So you're up. So... This is oh man, I I think it has to oh man, I'm just I'm looking at I'm out of the first round. I can start to get a little bit risky from building for the future. Somebody said Butte. I went believe too in early. the talent. Butte went. No, too he early. didn't. 
No, I don't think so. I think okay. I think when it's all said and done, I don't. I don't think so. The either. problem for me is I'm staring down the gun, and I think I'm taking Jamison Williams. Um, okay, at two again, I yeah, and so I I get why people would be like, oh, you're crazy, blah blah blah. But just for, again, for me, the issue is is that the talent when he's healthy is mm-hmm. just it's different. So I want people to understand like this is not necessarily how I think these guys should be drafted because in right. a lot of ways this this is more of a projection if they're healthy right, the talent right. you're you're talking about these guys as prospects and how we project them to be in the NFL and we do have some landing spots for some of these guys and I do like Detroit I think it's a great spot but when JMO is healthy he could literally be the best receiver in this draft class he could be better than Drake London he could be better than Garrett Wilson and so to get him down here well it's not a crazy discount we're talking about the talent. He's the guy that, in my opinion, should have won the Blitnikoff Award. And yes, you know, all the power to Jordan Addison. He had a great season. He's a phenomenal receiver. But I think Jamison Williams could be better than him. And so that's why I'm taking him here. I think it's a great selection by Detroit. I think they really wanted him. And when he's healthy, he's going to be the guy. I love Jamison Williams. I think it's a good spot to get him here. All right. Here goes the the steal of this draft at the 202 spot. I'm taking Jameer Gibbs, running back out of Alabama. Okay. He, that's who I would have taken over Garrett Wilson. Gibbs would have Garrett Wilson would have been bumped down to round two. I would have taken Jameer Gibbs after my Kayshawn Boutte pick. I would have finished out round one with Jameer Gibbs. Uh, what he's going to do at Alabama this year is going to be epic. He is going to yeah. smash at unprecedented type levels uh, this season. So um, really looking forward to Jameer Gibbs. And I know there's a little bit of concerns, like, oh, is he big enough? I, I think he's going to be fine when it's all said and done. That Alabama bump is real. Uh, yep. He should absolutely dominate the SEC this fall. And I can't wait to draft him in the first round of rookie drafts in 2023. I think Jameer Gibbs is the truth. I've been a, at one point, Jay, remember when I said he was RB1 in the class? Yeah. I, I've, <laughs> you did do that. It's called engagement farming. I got a lot of retweets, too. Um, but no, he's not RB1. That's Bijan Robinson. But I do love Jameer Gibbs. It Now it's starting to get man, I'm looking at this list and I'm just kind of like, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, we got Olave. Do we put Olave up there? I don't think so. It's, it's pretty dirty down here, Jay. We're not, we're not going to, we're not going to venture into those waters. Um, Addison, Zach Evans, Elijah Moore, Devonte Smith, Michael Mayer, like, can I take Michael Mayer over Bateman, Smitty, any of those guys? A, a tight end that's, still? That's in, I, tough. I don't know. That's tough man. because I don't know. Um, yeah, from a philosophy standpoint, it just feels terrible because again, Bateman should be the guy. Smitty, nine hundred yard season. It just feels like bad process. But again, the talent, okay. if it all works out, um, I all think right. is a great pick. I'm doing it. I'm doing it at two o three. I'm going Devontae. Full disclosure. Smitty. He would have been my next pick. Yeah, like 100%. I, I'm going Devontae Smith. I'm taking Smitty over Traylon. I'm taking him over uh, Kenneth Walker. Uh, I, I'm fine. I mean, he damn near had 1,000 yards last year as a rookie. It's funny, man. You know, 900-yard rookie receiving season would get you tons of hype and praise two years yep. ago. But thanks to Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, they ruined everything for everybody. Uh, but he had 900 yards on a terrible offense with no complimentary receiver next to him. 
I'm pretty bullish on Philadelphia this year. We talk about it all the time in the Discord, Jay. I'm excited for Hurts. I'm excited for Smith. I'm excited for A.J. Brown. I think it's just going to be a consolidated passing attack. It's going to be those two guys plus Dallas Goddard. Like, that's just – those are those are going to be people that are going to catch the ball. There's no way I'm taking Traylon over Smith. Um, I can't ta- – I, I just – I couldn't take Michael Mayer here. When I know I can grab an Eric Gilbert later, a Jaheim Bell, a Sam Laporta – if I want a 2023 guy, like, you know, Pat Fryermuth is still there. So I'm, I'm going Devontae Smith. So Jameer Gibbs, 202, Devontae Smith, 203. You're up for 204 and 205. So my next pick would have to be Kenneth Walker. Um, I think at this point, the hate, it's gone a little bit too far. I think Kenneth Walker is super talented. Playing on Seattle is not ideal. But again, I think, you know, taking him behind Devonta Smith, Jameer Gibbs, J-Mo, like, He's a guy that people have as 102, believe in the talent. For me, it's just the situation has me him not being on any of my rosters. And there is a little bit, I do have some concerns about him starting. You know, we don't know when he's going to start. There's talks of Penny and he'll eventually probably get injured. But at this point, it's like, I feel like there's very little risk in not taking Kenneth Walker. So regardless of the situation he's in now, the talent was showed there in college, later breakout, which does impact things a little bit. But I think the talent is there and I believe he's worthy of this selection here. It's the next pick that has me has me stuck because if I was going to take a player based on the talent, mm-hmm. I think it would be Jordan Addison. Okay. Um, and I think that's a really hot take for a lot of people. You could take Sky Moore. You could take Michael Mayer. You could take, obviously, Traylon Burks. I, I honestly contemplate even going Trey Lance here. We're getting to the point where it's like, okay, if he has a top five quarterback ceiling, like we should probably be taking him, even in a single quarterback league. But I think I'm taking Jordan Addison. I think what he showed last season and what he's going to show this season at USC, he's going to ball out. I think he's going to be a, he could be a top 10 pick this year in the draft. As much as I believe in Butte and in Jack Smith and Jigba, I think Addison could quickly in NFL circles be viewed in his tier. Maybe not so much for fantasy, but in NFL circles get drafted high. So for me, I think that's where I would go here. And, and it's just because of the talent that I've seen in him so far. And I believe where he can go in the draft is going to lend itself to early production. I could have went Alave. I think Alave would be a safer pick here. Yeah. Traylon, I'm just, it's so hard for me to know where to take him. Patrick in the comments is saying Bateman. I get it. Yep. I just yep. I'm not in on Bateman yet. But yep. I so for me I it's am. Addison. I think he's uh I think he's a great pick here. Cool. And I think he's gonna rise a lot in drafts this season. All right. So you went Walker Addison, and I will gladly take Shoddy B here at the 206. Give me Rashad Bateman. I am in on him. Believe in what he's gonna do with Lamar Jackson as the number one. And again, another consolidated passing attack. It's gonna be Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman. And that's it. Uh, so I will gladly take him here. And I would take him 10 out of 10 times over Jordan Addison every single time right now. I would take him over Jordan Addison every single time. Rashad Bateman, uh, can Addison be a one in the NFL? Maybe, like potentially. But- I think he'll be a high-volume target, right? I think, yeah. you're, I think I look at him and I'm like, could he be, you know, what we projected Jerry Judy to be? Could he be, you know, right. kind of where Elijah Moore is pegged in an offense? Maybe not quite a full-blown alpha, but he could be a – pretty damn close one or a very high-end beta. And I think we would accept that um, and be pretty happy with it. And I think his talent, that's where he projects to be. Um, still could easily be a 120, 130 target guy. Like in a lot of ways, he's kind of like a lesser T Higgins. You know, T Higgins is kind of an alpha, but playing in that role, unfortunately, as a beta. And I think that Addison has that high-end ceiling as well. All right. Well, we kind of talked about Chris Olave last week. Um, and I think he and Traylon should be off the board next. I think however you want to do it, I think it's Traylon Burks, Chris Olave. Michael Mayer, God, Elijah Moore, oh man. Um, 
is uh is his Traylon on your short list yet or no? Yeah, 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 yeah. Th- th- this pick, this pick is Traylon Burks or Chris Olave. Um, I have both of them. If you had the ranks, you'd know that they're in the same tier uh, for me. Talked about Olave. I like where his value's at right now. I like the opportunity to play. I think Traylon's more talented overall. Is is that a good way to say it? Like I think Traylon possesses more high end traits than Chris Olave. Uh, yeah, Chris Olave probably safer than Traylon Burks. Like I think Chris Olave is just going to be solid, right? He's going to be solid, good. That's what we've always said. Solid number two wide receiver. I think if yeah. Traylon Burks uh, gets gets that weight under control, gets that breathing better, uh, his his ceiling is higher. So I think Olave and Burks would be the two that need to come yeah. off the board. I'm just going to go ceiling right here. Like we're going to say he gets the weight under control. He comes in camp slim and trim, and I think 207 might actually be a nice little nice little value for Traylon Burks right there. But it was Traylon Burks or Chris Olave for me. You're up 208, 209. Who you got? So I'm looking at, and I want to have this discussion really quickly because I think uh, tight end needs to go here. It's yeah. been too long. I think the talent's there. But I'm looking at Baby Gronk, mm-hmm. Pat Fryermuth. And, mm. you know, we're talking about him versus Michael Mayer here. And, Ray, I want, I want your opinion because, honestly, like, I look at these guys, and I do believe Michael Mayer is a more talented prospect just from what we've seen at Notre Dame and how he dominated for that offense literally as the number one. But in a lot of ways, like Pat Fryermuth is in a really good situation. We expect Deontay Johnson to be gone. He's already produced. He's developed at the NFL level. Like, is there a case that you could make to take Pat Fryermuth over Michael Mayer? And do you think that's a smart decision, or would you still bet on the talent for this pro- this process in Michael Mayer? Because I think Michael Mayer is more talented. Probably going to be a top twenty draft pick at worst. But Pat Fryermuth was already a highly touted player. He had a really good rookie season. He will obviously develop throughout this season. And by the time Michael Mayer actually gets to the NFL, Pat Fryermuth will be, what, two years under his belt? Three years under his belt? To where, or two years under his belt, right? Producing at the NFL level and, you know, will probably be a top 10, top eight tight end dynasty by the time it's all said and done. Mm, I like it, man. So where do you want to go? I I don't know. That's why I need I need you to help me. I, I no man, you got it. You got it. Which one do you or do you just want both? I you think you want both. You want to you want to take the easy way double out and take both? <laughs> I'll actually no, I will take both. I, okay. I will happily take I will take Fryermuth over Mayor and for the case I'm making. But in a tight end premium, man, you want both these guys. Like I think that in a lot of ways, Michael Mayer could be the next great tight end. I agree. But Pat Fryermuth is probably still a discount in drafts. And and part of the reason why is because if Kenny Pickett is the future, I think that, that Pat Fryermuth will be Kenny Pickett's best friend and Kenny Pickett will love him. As okay. much as you know, we want Deontay to be the guy and he's going to go get paid somewhere else. After that, it's Claypool, it's Pickens, it's you know Calvin Austin. Pat Fryermuth could be the guy. Ray, where would you go next with this pick and how do you feel about these guys? I like your two tight ends. Uh, I'm going Chris Olave at 210. Uh, We just talked about him a second ago. Safe wide receiver. Uh, He's got some upside in that offense with Yolo Winston at the helm. I think he's just going to be a solid number two wide receiver. It's the same evaluation that I had on him pre-draft. I think he's a really good number two. Never going to be a number one. But I I don't see a world in which he just flames out and he's just awful, right? If... There's some receivers, there's some players, right, where you're just like boom bust potential big time. I don't, I don't think there's, I mean, there's always a way for a player to fail, but I think Olave is a, a really solid number two wide receiver. And with Michael Thomas apparently getting healthier on the on the yeah. mend, 
with Jarvis Landry, a savvy vet there. I think it's only going to help Chris Olave. Uh, so I'm taking him at the 210 spot. I think I'm going Elijah Moore here at 211. If okay. you're telling me 111 for 112 for Garrett Wilson or 211 for Elijah Moore, I still think I was listening to my friends Matt Kelly and Nate List kind of debate the, uh, Garrett Wilson versus Elijah Moore the other day. And, uh, you know, Nate's like, hell no, this dude's not the alpha, it's Garrett Wilson. And Matt Kelly's kind of like, ah, it's, it's Elijah Moore. So I still think there's a lot of uh, a lot of debate and contention between these two wide receivers. I think the bigger thing for me is, I mean, we're treating the damn Jets offense like they're the Chiefs of the past, man. Like they're the Rams. Yeah. Like I'm seeing, you know, we're, we want Brees Hall, we want uh, Garrett Wilson, we want... Uh, you know, Elijah, Elijah Moore. Moore and these tight ends. Conklin's a sleeper tight end. I just yep. don't want to be invested in bad offense like that, right? Like in such a bad offense. It's going to be interesting to see who is the one there at wide receiver and sort of who plays the the 1B role. But Elijah Moore loved the talent when he was on the field last year as a rookie, produced at an extremely efficient and high clip. And I think, you know, the year two, uh, ascension for him should be there. Now, Garrett Wilson there is a problem, uh, but we will see. But I'm going to roll with Elijah Moore at 211. So Chris Olave and Elijah Moore, you've got the last pick. We got your boy Elijah Mitchell's there. There's Zach Evans. We got Sean Tucker, Sky Moore with the Chiefs. We got Quentin Johnston, Amon Ra. We saw Amon Ra do it already. Where do you want to go here for uh, for your final pick, Jay? I'm taking Trey Lance. I'm taking okay. the guy who could be a top five quarterback in the NFL. I get single quarterback, but at this point, you have to look at Trey Lance and say, what could he be? You know, you're not spending this super high draft capital on him like he would be going and, and all these things. But, you know, we could talk about Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence and, and their ceilings. But I think it's very clear that if everything goes right for all these players, Trey Lance is probably the most talented and the best for fantasy. And that's the case I'm making here. I, I talked about it on the Road Under World Draft Kit, how Trey Lance has top five potential, how the system is there, the team is there, the coach is there, the personnel is there, the success is there for the 49ers. You can't say that about many of these rookie quarterbacks, these younger quarterbacks, outside of you know Kenny Pickett, which again, it's a talent issue, not a situation issue. For everyone else, it's a situation issue. Trey Lance is the only guy who's got both. And I think you know in a lot of ways, he's a guy who could be Super, super high here. I was also looking at your boy, Sean Tucker. Um, I think, you know, if we're talking about 2023 20, running backs, guy who's super talented, may not get the respect he deserves, but yeah. you're looking at this list and kind of going down there, he's, he could be better than Kenneth Walker pretty easily, right? I think and so, you yeah. see how high Kenneth Walker went. Yes, you got to wait on him, but from 2023's perspective, that's a pretty significant discount for what you're getting on some of these guys. And a guy was considering, you know, Sky Moore is definitely up there, especially what we project to be at the NFL level. But again, those are kind of where I was at. It's Christian Watson's the one that I, I don't know when I would take him in this draft. Yeah, it, I don't it'd be know, difficult man. because, yeah. you know, when you're getting down to Zach Evans, Damian Pierce, Rashad White, you know, I would consider Christian Watson there. But, you know, you see him so high on this list, you're like, oh, man, I don't know. But I am definitely taking Trey Lance. I think the talent, the upside, what he could be is just way too high for me. And even though it's single quarterback, eventually you have to take a shot in a quarterback. And I think Trey Lance is the one guy worth taking a shot on. Yeah, a couple of notable omissions that I just want to touch on. Uh, Quentin Johnston, for 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 better or worse, uh, the, the the TCU stink. The helmet scouting is in full effect. Yeah. I just I'm just gonna say it. I have him as a in 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 the upper tiers of 2023 myself. But if he fails, I am I am out. There will be no out. more TCU wide receivers. Baylor wide receivers are just about done for me as well. 
Um, so Johnston is there. We also had a player. Um, uh, your boy Elijah Mitchell wasn't wasn't taken. Yeah. Sean Tucker wasn't taken. Um, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown didn't crack the top 24. Amon Ross St. Brown, Tank Bigsby. So yeah, uh, it's just interesting to look at it. So let's do, recap the second round just real quick. Uh, 201 was J-Mo, Jamison Williams, followed by Jameer Gibbs, Devontae Smith, Kenneth Walker, Jordan Addison, Rashad Bateman, Traylon Burks, Pat Fryermuth, Michael Mayer, Chris Olave, Elijah Moore, and Trey Lance round out the top uh, the top 12 in, in round two. And we went through the round one. Again, I, I think the, the big one for me, the name that just sticks out to me that I feel is just too low is Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Jay, yeah. I feel like Gibbs, I would probably move him up right underneath Travis Etienne. Like if I were doing okay. it, I'd probably move him up over Boutte, Garrett Wilson, J-Mo. That's the one that sticks out to me and probably Kyle Pitts, maybe as high as potentially, you know, four or three. Some people would take Jamar Bijan Pitts, then Najee, yeah. then Brees Hall. So there we go. Cornerstone, combined class. Mock draft using the Destination Devi rankings engine database notion. If you want access to it, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Jay, uh, this was pretty cool to do it this way. It worked out well, right? We were kind of nervous about how this was going to play out. Uh, what did the people say? I literally was like behind the scenes looking at my next pick. I don't know what they say. I saw somebody say that you're you're much smarter than me. So that's a that's a compliment oh, no. to you. Yeah, man. I, it's, it's, it's one of those things, man. It's uh, And Barry talked about it in the comments. He's like, it's... It sounds easy until you're actually staring these guys down the gun. And it's, again, you know, you look further down the board, you're like, oh, there's still value there. I can't believe this guy's not being taken. But at some point, you got to make a decision. And, and in a lot of ways, I, I want people to understand this is a bet on talent. You look at where they've been in the NFL, where they started those prospects, and kind of how we grade them throughout the process and what we project them to be from a draft capital perspective and a talent perspective. So there's a lot of different things to go into it. It's not as simple as saying, where would you take them in a startup draft or what would you trade for these guys? Because it's a little bit different outlook on these picks and kind of how we value them as prospects relative to other pro former prospects and, and future NFL players. So it's a cool exercise, though, because, again, you know, it sounds crazy to have JSN up at like eight or right, nine. Right. But again, he's a guy like Chase, like, you know, Smith and Waddle and all these guys will be drafted extremely high will have a massive target share probably coming out of college. And these are the things that we want to see in fantasy. And this is what has been the formula to drafting great players is these receivers, you get drafted high, you take them because they get work. And there's, there's, very, there's very little risk in taking those guys. And so for me, that's it. But yeah, I did want to point out that with Jameer Gibbs, people who are unaware, it's weight concerns, right? That's the biggest thing for him. He's smaller than people are hoping for as a lead back. And that's why he may potentially get dinged throughout the process. But again, like you mentioned, the talent is all there. Alabama... You know, he's probably going to be a Heisman candidate, potentially even a Heisman finalist, 20 touchdowns, you know, probably upwards of 16 to 1800 yards. It, it, it could be incredible what he does this season. Georgia Tech, he was disgusting. Going to Alabama is it's ridiculous. Honestly, they haven't have a, they haven't had a running back this good. It seems like in a little while. And it's scary to think what he this could is, do if, in that offense. This is an interesting little conversation going on in the chat. And uh, I, I'll use his name because he knows it's not. They're asking about Scott and the twenty Scott Connor and twenty twenty three picks. Is he too high on them? Uh, I, I I don't. I would say no because this is look. This is July, right? There are some names of players who um, haven't even popped yet that that could that could blow up, right? Like uh, I'm just using Tyler Harrell from Alabama. Yeah. He could be 
uh, this Jermaine year's, Burton too. Yeah, you know, Jermaine Burton. He could Tyler Harrell could be this year's version of uh, Jamison Williams in that Alabama yep. offense, right? With that speed, um, Johnston could could blow up for TCU. You still have Devon yeah. A. Chain, Zach Evans, uh, the transfer to Ole Miss. I'm still if we got to see how that plays out, but um, you know, I, I don't think he's too because here's the thing. The only thing that's going to happen with 2023 picks between now and the 2023 NFL draft is the value is going to go up. Like that's the only like those picks yeah. will not decrease in value. We could we could talk about all these players we want. Like we could use Elijah Moore. His value could decrease. You get in the first couple of weeks of the season and see all the targets are going to Garrett Wilson. Yep. Garrett Wilson uh, Elijah Moore's values de- decreases. Those 23 picks, the only thing that will happen between now and the actual rookie drafts or the NFL drafts and shit, even after the NFL draft, uh, those picks are going to skyrocket in value. So the more of them that you have, um, the better off you are. We kind of got a 23 big board and I mean, I'm at 11, 12, 13 deep and, you know, we didn't even we didn't even take an Eric Gilbert who can be a who could legitimately be a first round pick in the NFL draft. We didn't talk about some of these other players. We didn't even do the quarterbacks. So you start to throw quarterbacks in there. You throw in Stroud and Young, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. Um, it, it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. So I do not think he's too high on him. And I also understand, uh, you know, Dynasty Barry, shout out Dynasty Barry, one of the most active patrons that we have, talks about placing more value on players who have actually produced in the NFL. Yes. Right? Taking... Yes. A Najee, taking a Devontae Smith, uh, uh, whatever the name of the player is, opposed yeah. to a dart throw like a, a, when you're doing this kind of exercise, a dart throw like a Devon A-Chain or Zach Evans or Quentin Johnston or any of those guys. We don't know. We don't know if Boutte is going to be good in the NFL. We think, you know, we've got indicators and metrics to predict, like this guy did it early in college, so he should do it in yeah. the NFL, but prioritizing those that have already done it in the NFL. And I think... It all depends on how you do it. It's your style. It's your yeah. dynasty style. How do you are you willing to take on a little risk for some higher reward? Or are you like, I've seen it, I want to invest in that? I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it, man. Um, I've done kind of both, right? I've done kind of yeah. both. So um this was good. Enjoy the exercise. We'll do it again. It's easy for us to do it inside the database. Uh, appreciate the picks. Appreciate everybody tapping in uh to the channel. I hope you all start your week off. Uh, positively, right? Have a good good start to the week. Let's make it great. This is the last week of the show for a week. I head to Costa Rica on Saturday, so there will be no wake-up show Woo! all of next week. Yeah, Jay. Going to Costa Rica eight days, seven nights, or seven nights, eight days, eight days, seven nights. I'll be in Costa Rica for so no wake-up. Next week on Wednesday, we'll be doing top five, top ten, top something bounce-back candidates uh, this upcoming NFL season. So appreciate you tapping in. Hit the thumbs-up button. Subscribe. It's your first time here. Thank you. Welcome to the channel. Appreciate you being here. Comment for the algorithm. As James said, y'all make this week great, and we will see you all bright and early on Wednesday morning. We out of this thing. Peace.